welcome to Estimated Time of Adulthood. A podcast where the two of us, who are very inexperienced in adulting, try and teach you exactly how to BS your way through adulthood. I'm Uma, I'm a freshman. And I'm PA, I'm a sophomore. So, what we think an estimated time of adulthood is, is like the age when you think you're going to have your life in somewhat of an order, mostly in order. So, what do you think your ETA is? Um, I'm going to give myself like eight to ten years. What about you? Uh, mine's a bit more complicated. I think that either right now I am completely got my life in order and am an adult, so it's mm-hmm. either zero or I'll never get my stuff together, and in which case it'll be an infinite and I'll never be a full adult. All or nothing. Yep, completely in the middle there somewhere. We'll see. So let's ask our producers. So, Baba, what do you think your ETA is? Oh, Baba's giving us a zero. zero. Baba is a grown adult. That's because Baba in Chinese means father. So mm. he is the father of our group. Can't argue with that logic. What about you, Carmen? Carmen is giving us a five, a very reasonable estimated time of adulthood. You see why they're the producers and we're the people talking. Amen. But let's talk a little bit about first impressions. It's our first episode. We're giving you guys a first impression. And, you know, it's something that I think all of us worried, I guess, at some point when we got onto uh, college campuses. I mean, I think every single freshman worries about the first impression that they're making. Coming out of high school, you sort of have this identity maybe you don't want to have in college, and you're trying to rebrand yourself in a really awkward situation. Definitely. I think that I spent a little too much uh, time in the library uh, when I was in high school, and that's definitely something I wanted to try. Not saying that you shouldn't study, but that it's something I wanted to try and get away from and be a little bit more social when I got to college. So it's definitely something where I tried to change myself. Yeah, no, I can definitely relate to that. I was kind of, I thought I was like rebelling against things in high school. When when I say rebelling, please contextualize this with like Maya. Did did you go through like an emo phase? Is that what this was? With like Maya, like, like what I tried to rebel against was rules that didn't matter. So I would be like, I went to Catholic school. I would be like, oh, I'm going to wear the wrong socks today. Ooh. Oh my god. Crazy. Oh, I'm wearing mismatched socks. Sue me. <laughs> Sue me. Uh, Joe I'm wearing Resnick. not knee socks in knee sock season. Ooh, crazy. I don't know about this fashion sense, yeah, but no. maybe those rules should have been implemented. Maybe. But no, no, rebranding is completely a thing in high yeah. uh, in, when you get here. And honestly, it's something that I think, whether we want to admit it or not, everybody tries to do. Yeah. And when you meet other people, and sometimes... You know, it can come off awkwardly. I know uh, certainly some people come off awkward. Keep in mind that they're trying to do probably the exact same thing that you're trying to do. Put yourself out and put themselves out as the best version of themselves that they want to be. I really agree with that. I think one of the things that you feel pressure to do, especially in the first few weeks, is sort of sell yourself. Mm. And that's a false pressure that you're feeling. Like, there's no need to sell yourself this early in the game. I think what you should really be focused on is listening to the people around you. And because they're in the same situation that you are and they want to feel comfortable and they want to feel cared about and they want to feel important. Yeah. If you come to, say, integration and you're like, well, I was uh, I was a nerd in high school. I want to be the coolest popular guy. Mm-hmm. You're going to come off maybe as a jerk when you get there because that's not you. That's not that's not who you are. And so it's by talking to other people, hearing about them and learning who everyone really is that you're going to find your place and your fit in the school. And I think that's one 
it's maybe one of the best things. Like listening, as much of a cliche as it is, it's actually really important when you get here. And active listening too. You can't just like listen, nod your head, and be kind of disinterested. I think you should like ask questions and really engage with what someone is talking to you about. And if you can, make it personal as soon mm. as you can. Like talk about, there's this method um, that I'll link in our blog called the Ford method, where you can talk about family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. And so like on your first meeting, if you can sort of tap into that, you already get below the surface. And small talk is like for me, I don't know about you, but small talk for me is kind of boring and kind of hard. Small talk is definitely not, uh, not my forte. Right. So it's easier when you get into something that's genuinely interesting to you and you want to be engaged in that conversation. But granted, I think you said something about like just smiling and nodding. That's definitely something that you maybe want to use in your seminars. I know when I don't do my <laughs> readings, that's something that I like to do with my teacher. When it's like, oh, what'd you say on page uh, 518 of that reading? I'm like, yep. Mm, that was interesting. I loved what John Locke had to say. Yeah, different skills for different situations. Exactly. You know? But I think one of the, the most confusing, hardest parts is like finding your friend group. We said like yeah. finding your fit, like be yourself. Sure, everyone thinks that. But like be the best version of yourself and then find people who fit with you. But and also remember that that's a lot of pressure and being the, the best version of yourself isn't this thing that you're going to achieve. Mm. It's this thing that you're going to continue growing towards, which sounds like a self-help type thing, but I think it's really true. And especially in your first semester, don't feel like you're stuck in the sort of rut that you've gotten in. And don't feel that you're always stuck in a friend group because you're friends right. with them immediately. I know for me, uh, I think within the first two weeks, we had a whole, like a whole clique, if you will, a group of us. Mm -hmm. Clique is like a bad word. I don't like it. But <laughs> uh, we had a friend group and we were always together. Yeah. And they were amazing. And being a friend group is awesome and finding it that close. But, you know, we grew apart. Like, yeah. we stopped, I guess, after maybe a month, we stopped hanging out. We went to the integration week together. We all bunked together in our cabin. But afterwards, like, we're maybe not the tightest people ever. We're friends. Yeah. And I don't, like, I, 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 I don't hate them or anything. I don't dislike them. We're friends. But it's just, you know, we, we don't hang out as much as we used to. And that's totally cool. I have a new friend group and everything. Like, college really gives you the space to grow apart from people and to grow towards new people, which sounds like kind of cynical, but I think that's really important. Like the weekend of integration that you mentioned, I think on our campus, that's a real standard time it's where a big you've thing. like yeah. met people and you're like, these are going to be my people. And then they're not your people. I'm still, I agree. I still think everyone that I bumped with during the weekend of integration was super cool. But they're not the people who I ended up having very deep, lasting relationships with. Not because they're not cool people, but because they're not the people that I mesh best with. Mm. That I thought I was being my best self with and most comfortable around. But that's that's something that's awesome. You don't you continue to make friends. Right. It's not just you make friends once and you're done. I think my friend group probably like the the friend group that I had first semester. Sure, there's like some interlocking and some similarities, but it's pretty different from the friend group that I have today, I think. Yeah, and I think one of the things that you don't expect going into high school, like maybe you like choose sort of the people you want to hang out with beforehand or the people you would have hung out with in high school. Mm. But I think the further along you get, the more you're like, oh, like these are people I wouldn't have hung out with in high school. And I'm proud of that. They're really cool people. So in that case, uh, what are what are you looking for? Like if you're looking for a friend and you see mm. someone, what makes you think 
hey, I want to be friends with that person and I think they'd be a good fit for me. Mm, here's where my inner granny comes out. Ah. Right, here it comes. It's going to come out sooner or later. Um, <laughs> I think one of the things that's really important to me is people who can be just honest with me all the time and people who I can trust and people who care about me and I care about. And for me, a big thing is kindness and compassion. I think that's really important. But on a side note, I think I'm a relatively funny person to be tested, but um, I really like when I can have a funny sort of riff with someone, when mm. we can have a funny back and forth. I really appreciate that. For me, I definitely agree that it's something uh, like I want them to be funny, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I like my friends to have a very similar sense of humor that mm. I do. I, I know like I sometimes have a darker sense of humor and some people do. Uh, and I like to be able to joke about that with my friends when they're hanging out with me. I like to be able to do that. Uh, so a similar sense of humor is important for me. And it's not just that they have a sense of humor. And yeah. I think a second thing is definitely uh, effortlessness in conversation. Yeah. When I hang out with them, I want to be able to talk to them and not have to think, oh, uh, what did this guy do before that I can talk to him about? Or what, did, uh, what is she into that I can talk to her about? It's just like, no, I want to be able to just chat with them and talk about anything and everything and not have to think about that every five seconds. I think though, one of the things you have to give yourself is time with that. Because a lot of the time, again, your first impression of someone is wrong. Yeah. And it takes time for them to grow on you or you to grow on them and time for you to reach that state of comfort. So you really have to give yourself time and don't freak out about it. I think the perfect example of that is probably uh, our first impressions that we gave <laughs> yeah, each other. Yeah, that's true. Um, do, why, don't, why don't you give the story about that? Yeah, so um, do you remember this actually? That's kind of why I'm pushing it on to you because okay. I remember the details you've told me, but I um, think largely it's better in your story, your hands. All right, so I um, was, how do we describe this? I was like... So before we start, on our, our campus... Uh, where we're studying, drinking is legal and often for integration, -okay. we have uh, bar nights. So people meet up at bars and we talk to each other and meet a lot of people there. Mm -hmm. So I was at one of these bar nights and I really hadn't had alcohol before and PA saw me from across the room, called my name and basically was like, oh, are you not drinking because you're underage? And instead of like giving him the honest answer, in my head, I was like, I have to seem cool. Like, I have to seem like I know what I'm doing. So I, I think I said something like, I'm a sleepy drunk, so mm. I, I don't want to drink tonight because I want to make friends. And looking back, like, that was so ridiculous. Hey, everyone tries to give a different impression. And the irony is, like, we say, like, be yourself. Mm -hmm. If you had told me, hey, I don't drink, I'm probably one of the people that would have understand that, understood right. that most because I came very similarly to the school. I think it would have also made the transition into our friendship a little easier because probably. my friend, like first impression of you was like, wow, he's asking me this weird question. Looks like a frat boy. Mm -mm. <laughs> as much as it is, I think it's definitely true. It's our first impressions, while they're important and definitely are important in finding your group, they're not everything. It's not everything that we need to worry about, but they're, they're definitely great for there. And with that, uh, I'm seeing a signal from uh, Carmen that we're gonna start heading into our first break. And so with that, uh, let's go.
So let's take this time to thank our sponsors, or rather, look for some. If any of your moms, dads, brothers, sisters, or friends with a business startup would or like, sugar daddies or sugar we daddies, don't judge uh, would like to sponsor uh, us we will give you a full 30 seconds of ad break right now and we will talk about how great you are and try and drive people towards you uh, this is one of the ways of adulting uh, we do need to pay for that ramen that we're having every day also I need to think of a gender-neutral term for sugar daddies because I don't discriminate really I would be happy with a sugar mommy as well <laughs> or a sugar gender non-conforming individual. Yes, sure. For me, for me, <laughs> I mean, whatever you're into. <laughs> okay, we're back. We looked it up. It's glucose guardian. Oh god. But yeah, uh, that's definitely something. So let's get back to uh, first impressions and friends, right? Right. Yeah. I think one of the interesting things about college life as opposed to high school life, in high school, like, you go to school, you interact with the same people every day, and you sort of see each other by force. But in college, you really have to choose to make those decisions and to make those friends. Yeah, and it's definitely one of the things that you have to figure out how to make friends. Sometimes they'll sure, come naturally, yeah. and a lot, of, a lot of the first friends that you make will come naturally. But if you want to get to know people, you, ha you kind of have to know how. Yeah. And for me, that was definitely in like clubs and activities. I think that for me, that was the best way to meet everybody. Oh yeah, I totally agree. I think that like clubs and activities are a really good way to like break the ice because mm. you're in that club because you obviously have something in common. So there's a great starting off point for what you want to talk about. Yeah, I think for me, uh, I'm in student government and when we all ran together, the six of us that got elected, we didn't know each other, practic we, we practically didn't know each other at all when mm -hmm. we came in. But now, a year later, um, our term just ended, and I think we're probably the best friends. Like, every Sunday, we come over and we have dinner, and, Aww. like, it's going to sound sad, sad and soppy, but I really I really love all of them. Like, it's one of the best friend groups I've made on this campus, and I think next year we'll be seeing each other again and everything. That's pure. That's really pure. God, I'm going to bring a tear to my eye now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I... I think it really brings you together with people who you wouldn't have expected to be together with. And it gives you the opportunity to make friends with people who you maybe looked at from afar and you were like, oh, that person is cool, but there's no forum for us to interact. Here it is. Yeah, yeah. we both have an, the same shared interest in a specific <laughs> dance. What? And then you get, to, you get to know them that way. It's really a great way to do it. But I actually... Not to interrupt, but I actually joined film club, and I was not, like, a film fanatic by any means. Um, a friend of mine on campus was, and she was like, oh, come, it'll be fun. And through film club, I got to talk to a lot of really cool people who I hang out with now. And it was by putting myself in a situation where I didn't really know what I was doing that, I mean, they still made me feel like I had an important opinion, and that's why I was like, oh, look at these cool people who think I am also cool. <laughs> Let us hang out outside of school. Let, let me jump on this opportunity. <laughs> you, I think, but yeah, you do have to try yeah. and you have to be willing to put yourself out there. For sure. Because some people, they maybe go to class and then go right back to their apartments or something. Yeah. And as much as you know that's your choice, I kind of feel bad for them. Because sticking in the hallway and talking to people and going to these other clubs, honestly, for me, that, that changed everything. If I didn't do those, I think I would be ruined. It takes a lot of courage yeah. to sort of put yourself out there. And I understand why you might want to go home and sort of 
de-stress and like let go of all the things that happen in the day. Watch Netflix, Watch binge Netflix. an entire series for a night. I totally get Just it. Just don't do it uh, the day before your uh, macroeconomics final like I did. Great advice. But also, I think one of the things that will make you more comfortable eventually on campus is having people who like you and support you and care about you. And that's something that you really do have to actively build. And it should be noted, clubs and activities are not the only place you can make no, friends. By not no at means. all. I mean, you made uh, you made a lot of friends what in study groups, you said? Yeah, I this is the most nerdy thing that you're about to hear me say. Probably will share something nerdy about myself later on. <laughs> Great. But go ahead. But um, I was in a group project and it ended up being like a really, really productive work environment and we had a lot of fun together, and so after that group project, we ended up hanging out outside of the group project, and it translated into one of the greatest friendships that I have at the school, and the person in question is someone I can really reach out to and hang out with and just have a good time. And so I think probably it's... probably for me, it would be a good idea to join a study group. Uh, <laughs> if not to make friends, I'm sure my parents would be very happy to see the to bene- other group. benefits that would come from it. But I think also, for me at least, I think one of the great things too was at parties. Because you get to see a very different side of some people. Sure. Because maybe someone's quiet in class, but Mm -hmm. at a party they're an amazing dancer that talks to everyone. Yeah, everyone has a different comfort zone. And I think it's really interesting seeing where people like feel like their most self or like their best self, I guess. Yeah. And it's like a thing, I think party friends are definitely Mm -hmm. a thing. I talk oh, to yeah. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I never see them during the day, and maybe I don't hang out with them ever. But at every party, I f- I see them, and we go together or we hang out together at parties. And like we're purely friends at parties, but like it's a thing. Also, like drunk girls are really nice, and like I'm. This is a true fact. Um, I one time I was wearing this shirt and like so many girls complimented me on it that night and then like the next morning when they were like all sober and like everyone was sober like I went up to them and I talked and I was like oh like now that the ice has been broken I can talk to these people who I thought were very cool and intimidating I'm not gonna agree with you because if I said drunk girls are very nice that may come off the wrong way coming from me (laughs) but at the same time we do need to it's true. A lot of people are very different at parties, and it's yeah. awesome. I think it's really great. But at the same time, a lot of people at, at an event or at integration, you know, they, they can give off the wrong first impression or right. the wrong first idea. Absolutely. I know for me, at one of the first bar nights, someone who I'm great friends with now, mm-hmm. uh, I met her, and she was talking all about her family, yeah. everything about her entire life, and even some topics that I was like, you sure you want to be disclosing this on the first night with people? It seems like really personal, like a personal thing that maybe you don't want to share. Yeah. But, and as much as I thought, you know, this girl's crazy, she's like, she's awesome and she's completely out there and one of the best people I know on this campus so far. I think it's really, really cool in a sense that she put herself out there Mm -hmm. like that. That's like boss. Like that's super cool. (laughs) I, I, I'm sure it, it is very uh, brave of her, but yeah. it also, I'm not going to lie, it kind of freaked me out at the beginning. Yeah, there definitely is kind of a fine line. I'm sorry that my voice just cracked like a 12-year-old boy's. <laughs> I exposed I'm a 12-year-old boy, um, but... Paparazzi, TMZ, we hear you. <laughs> but I think one of the things that, like, you, 
like you can share personal details but like you have to walk a line like I know that on the first bar night that I went to I made myself sound like a farm girl I was like oh I grew up behind a mushroom farm and in front of a cattle farm oh my god I'm from the farms uh and then people like were like oh yeah I know you like mushroom farm you're the mushroom farm girl yeah uh, not a reputation I really want. I was gonna say not how I would sell myself the first day, but yeah, but I mean I think one of the things you have to give yourself the benefit of the doubt for and other people the benefit of the doubt for is you're gonna be stupid when you're nervous. Mm. Granted, yeah, I I was known for the first couple of weeks as the guy with the salmon shorts and the oh, guy really? and the guy with the fratty attire. So I don't think it's uh, I don't think my uh, dress choices or my <laughs> selling myself was much better. I mean that was my first impression of you too. <laughs> But, I mean, sometimes you meet someone and you get different relations. Yeah. Isn't one of your best friends someone that you kind of had a rocky start with? Oh, yeah. I met um, one of my really good friends, Vincent, a very tall person. I met um, at an orientation event, and my mom walked up to him, and he was like, you're so tall. And I was like, that's it. Mortified. We can never be friends. (laughs) But... I mean, it worked out. That was a small, small speed bump in the grand scheme of things. Also, my mom is great. Plus, uh, he hates being called tall, but he is one of the funniest and nicest guys. Oh, he's such a sweetheart. He's one of the sweetest people on campus. And you'll be able to hear much more about our friends right after this break. And we're back. So, uh, let's conclude with a little discussion about what first impressions actually mean in the grand scheme of things. So, actually, uh, besides me not doing my work in other classes, I did do some research for this. Mm. Uh, There's actually a Cornell paper uh, that said that everyone comes up with a first impression within the first couple milliseconds, Mm. but a majority of the time, the moments following it, the couple minutes and the conversation specifically that follows it, has a bigger impact on the impression that you leave on a person than those first couple milliseconds. So yes, you may give an impression if you come in and you act your best and everything, but in in truth and in reality, you don't have to worry about it as much as you might think. Yeah, I think another important thing to note, this isn't as scientific as your study, but anecdotally, you don't remember the first time that we met. No, yeah, I don't remember the first time we met, and that's probably uh, a very good uh, sign of how much first impressions matter sometimes. A lot of times they just don't matter. So I think the best thing that you can do is go into it feeling confident, mm. try to make other people feel comfortable, and do your best. Definitely. Put out the best version of you that you want, mm-hmm. and then just talk to people. Yep. Try things out. Risk. Put yourself out at risk. Make yourself yeah. a little uncomfortable, and put, talk to some people you might never talk to in other areas. And you're going to make mistakes, like mm. saying you're from behind a mushroom farm. But they're going to be funny stories one day. Exactly. You might even make a podcast and talk about them afterwards. And tell the whole world. (laughs) But before we conclude, let's talk a little bit about our podcast and give a shameless plug to that. If you want to check out our website where we put some blog posts, some information about us, and other links that might be useful, check us out at etapodcast.wixsite.com slash etapodcast. If you don't remember what the name of our website is, what our website is or what our podcast is, it's in there twice. We really Each... wanted you to remember it. Yeah. So etapodcast.wixsite.com slash etapodcast. So I don't think either of us are at our ETA, but we have a few more episodes to figure that out. We do. And, and in the process of those episodes, 
we are proposing that you give us a bet, a season-long bet. Give us a challenge, and we will try uh, to take some of your uh, comments and suggestions, your bets that you want us to achieve, and whoever does it better at the end of the season will maybe have to put out an embarrassing photo from middle school or a video or something weird that we did. As kids. And something that uh, maybe you might find interesting. Yeah, something is. We've got a couple of things lined up. So uh, in the in the website, the podcast, uh, please leave us your suggestions. And There's one parameter, though. It has to be a challenge about adulting. We're trying to out-adult each other here. I mean, it could it could it could be college related. It could be it could be college related. It could be fun. It could be fun. Adulting is fun. Sometimes, not when <laughs> no. not when you're working on your paperwork or your taxes. Oh but yeah. That's it for our first episode, and we'll see you in the next one. Hope you liked your first impression of us. See ya. Bye. Hey, ETA listeners, it's PA. We wanted to let you know that integrity of our sources and the research studies that we cite is one of the things that we take very seriously here. And earlier on in the episode, I cited a source incorrectly. When I talked about the Cornell research study, I interpreted it wrong when I read it, and what I said was contradictory to some of its premises. So we just wanted to let you know uh, that the link to that research will be fully uh, in the description, and we encourage you to go read it. It's actually a very interesting study. Thank you.